You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Yes, it is Team Talk, 1017 The Team. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Joe O'Neill. That is Sam Hauser. Here till 7 o'clock. Later on tonight, Suns and Lakers right here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Now joining us as promised, he's an all-pro. He's a Super Bowl champion. You also see him on NFL Monday quarterback uh, on CBS Sports Network, uh, Steve Berline. What's going on, Steve? So, what's up, my man? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Just very excited about seeing how all this stuff unfolds this weekend. And obviously a lot of other stuff to talk about other than just the the playoffs as well. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, I, we had you on like a month or so ago and covered uh, a bunch of different things and, and I was so mad at myself. Uh, you had mentioned that you uh, really were, were happy that Jimmy Johnson was going to be in the Hall of Honor. Of course, you played, uh, you were there with that Cowboy team that won a Super Bowl. Uh, the You know, it was when Jerry Jones was just evolving. So, I, you know, you're happy for that. I, I just want uh, you to tell like a a quick story, if you would, uh, about uh, Jimmy Johnson and then uh, Jerry Jones, if you don't mind, Steve. Well, you know, that's a pretty pretty uh, loaded question, <laughs> or not really a question, but loaded uh, scenario. I-, I can tell you that, um, you know, just from a personal perspective, um, based on the Notre Dame... Miami rivalry, Catholics versus convicts and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I was the quarterback at Notre Dame uh, when all of that stuff really started. Okay. Uh, when Miami thrashed us my junior year in uh, Jerry Faust's last game uh, at Notre Dame, uh, the year before Lou Holtz got there, that's what sent the Notre Dame people into a frenzy, the way that Jimmy Johnson ran the score up on us and uh, uh, really put a bitter taste in the mouth of a lot of people, including me and, you know, a lot of the players. And so long story short, you fast forward to um, training camp before the 1991 season, um, and I was in, uh, in Los Angeles with the Raiders, and I was going through my really uh, difficult period with Al Davis, and um, I was kind of in an exile, I guess is the best best way to describe it. And I didn't know how I was going to get out of that situation. Um, Al Davis, you know, had uh, committed to Jay Schrader, and they just drafted Todd Marinovich, and there was no free agency, and I was kind of stuck. Um, and they, they ended up trading me to the Dallas Cowboys at the end of that training camp. Um, and so I was obviously thrilled to get out of the situation in, in L.A. with the Raiders because I was kind of uh, in no man's land there. But all of a sudden now i got to go play for Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know which of these is worse. Um, you know, i, I got to now go play for a coach who I hate. Um, but you know what? It was, it was pretty wild. The, the day I met Jimmy Johnson, uh, when I got to Dallas, this literally was week one of the 1991 season. I did not have a... Uh, training camp. I did not have any off season. Uh, we're going into week one and they make this trade for me. And, uh, and, and he walks up to me when I walk into the facility and he, you know, had that little cheesy little smile on his face and, uh, his hair was all perfect, you know, and, uh, I just, my blood started boiling and he looks at me. He's like, Steve Bernard, welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. 
And I said, oh, thank you, Coach. I said, I, I never thought I would see the day that I'd be playing for you. <laughs> and he looked at me and smiled again, and he said, well, Berline, he goes, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> But North Turner, our offensive coach, thinks you can help us win a championship, so I'm glad you're here. So I said, you know what? That's what it's really all about. So uh, if you're going to treat me fairly and this this is really what, uh, you know, the atmosphere is going to be like, I'm all in. And, uh, you know, he won me over pretty quickly, and, and uh, you know, I realized what it was that made him such a great coach, um, you know, very quickly. I was only there for two years, but – I uh, got to enjoy a lot of great memories and great times there with the Cowboys. Yeah, no, so, I know. Uh, and, and, yeah, and to no, this really? day, still, I, I, Go I ahead. had a chance to talk to him that night at the uh, when he was put into the Hall of Honor, nice. Ring of Honor, or whatever it is. I guess Ring of Honor. I don't yeah. know what it is, but um, and uh, you know, he was very, very appreciative and. Um, you know, of the fact that I made the effort to be there, and he was that way with everybody. But it was a, it was a really, really big deal for. Uh, um, you know, Jerry and he to, uh, you know, put, let bygones be bygones and get past the tension that had been there for so many years because Jimmy belongs in that ring of honor. And uh, it was a really cool night to be a part of. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like you said, when he wanted you, you wanted to be there and you got an opportunity. I mean, you started the last four games of uh, the uh, 1991 season, four and zero to finish the season. Then Troy, of course, came back and and was the quarterback in that game against Detroit, where um, you guys fell short. But you you had an opportunity to, to to play some significant games, and and you came through for him as well, Steve. So let's ask. I got to know about Jerry Jones, man. I mean, uh, just a, some sort of a, a reflection on what it was like to be on a team. Obviously, you're playing for Jimmy Johnson, but Jerry Jones is around. Give us. A Jerry Jones story, Steve. Well, well, you know, the, the, I I have a lot of respect for Jerry Jones and what he what he what he has built with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, obviously, it was already a very successful franchise, but now, uh, arguably, the flagship, uh, really not even arguably, the flagship, um, you know, organization uh, franchise in the NFL. So, uh, what he's done is amazing. You know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with Jerry. Um, I will say this, that, you know, when uh, the Cowboys made a trade for me at that same point, um, uh, it, make a long story short, uh, Jerry Jones, they tried to trade for me in the off season. The Cowboys wanted me prior to training camp, and Al Davis was, you know, he was really messing with me and, and uh, you know, said that he would let me, uh, you know, if I could create a trade, if my agent and I could find a trade, he would accommodate us or he would match the contract. Well, turns out he didn't do either one of them. The Cowboys offered me a very fair contract. They had a signing bonus um, that back then was significant. It was about one hundred and fifty or $200,000 sure. signing bonus and it had some really nice playing times incentives, which I would have hit because I did start those last four regular season games and I, I did actually also beat the Bears in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, that's right! Uh, as the quarterback, and then and then Eggman came in uh, in the you know the second round of the playoffs against Detroit uh, when we were struggling a little bit. But uh, the point being is that I would have hit on a lot of I would have I would have hit on a lot of incentives and made a lot of extra money. But when I got to Dallas, uh, uh, you know I, Al Davis forced me to sign a contract that did not include a signing bonus and did not include any of the incentives. 
And I had to, you know, go through training camp with the Raiders. And then after training camp, he trades me to the Cowboys. And I, I go into Mr. Jones's office shortly after I get there. And I said, hey, Mr. Jones, I, you know, I'm so happy to be out of that situation. I'm glad that I'm, uh, I'm here with the Cowboys. And I said, I just wanted to talk to you about my contract. And he said, yep. He goes, yes, I, well, what about it? And I said, well, you know, the offer you guys made me, uh, in the off season included a signing bonus, uh, and these incentives that, that if I do get a chance to play, you know, they could be pretty valuable. And, uh, he looked at me and kind of had a little Jerry Jones smile on his face. <laughs> and he says, well, you know, what's different Berline about now versus then? And I said, uh, well, what, what's different? He goes, well, back then you had a little bit of leverage. He goes, now you don't. So he goes, we're not going to, we're not going to just go back retroactive and give you that signing bonus and the incentives. He goes, I hope you play well for us and maybe we'll find a way to reward you down the line, but, uh, I'm not going to put any of that in writing. And I said, okay, okay. I just thought I'd ask. So, Always the business guy. Now, and we know how diversified he, he is, um, Steve. I mean, the whole thing in Frisco was this vision and now it's just out of control. But did, is, does my memory serve me correct? Did you buy a home that was like in a development that he had some connection to or am I thinking of something else? No, you're right, man. That's a great memory. Uh, Thank you, Steve. I, I, I bought a house um, in uh, a development called Starwood, uh, which is in Frisco, and uh, it, it is just uh, south of where the, you know, the Jerry world is, uh, you know, cowboy, whatever they call that area now. Um, which is absolutely amazing. But he, he built this, uh, he, he bought all that land up out there. And one of the first developments that he opened up out there was this custom, um, gated community. And, and, uh, in 1996 or 1997, uh, I was one of the first homeowners in there, bought a really nice, beautiful house in there. And, um, you know, ended up living in that area. Didn't, didn't see the vision for what Frisco was going to be at that time. And, uh, had I been smart, <laughs> a smart businessman, a smart real estate guy, I would have tried to buy it some land out there too. And, uh, could have had some leverage on Jerry Jones at that point. But, <laughs> but it didn't work out that way. I didn't have that vision. And, uh, he ended up selling me a house, made more money on me there. And then, uh, you know, I didn't get any part of that. Uh, that development that he has done since. So pretty impressive what's gone on out there, though, for sure. At <laughs> the star, I guess, is what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, we're talking to Steve Berline. He's an all-pro. He's a Super Bowl champ. You can catch him on NFL Monday Quarterback on CBS Sports Network. All right, Steve, uh, we're going to put the, the, the Bills-Steelers game off to the side, and we'll put the Cowboy and Packer game off to the side because – uh, the remaining balance of them uh, are basically pick them games. You know, I know the Chiefs are now up to a four and a half point favorite, but but there's some good ones this weekend. Um, and you know, I'm going to start right there when we were talking about the Lions, and this is going to be their first sellout since they made the playoffs. I think a, a year or two after you guys had uh, lost to them there uh, back in those days. So uh, I know you have a connection of a close connection with both these guys, uh, the quarterbacks, Jared Goff and uh, Matt. Matthew Stafford. I mean, give me your take on what's going to go down in Detroit, Steve. Well, you know, I, I really think highly of both Stafford and and uh, 
Jared Goff. I, I do think this. Number one, I've been high on the Lions all year. Uh, I think they could be a surprise team uh, that that could challenge uh, for the NFC Championship. Wow! You know, given 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 a lot of different variables and things happen, and obviously they play their best and they catch the Forty ers in San Francisco at maybe not their absolute best. Uh, I think the Lions can possibly do it, but I think their biggest test is going to be getting past the Rams. And uh, I don't think anybody wants to play the Rams right now. And uh, the, the built-in storylines between uh, these two teams with, uh, you know, the, the trade that went down a few years ago where it was basically uh, Jared Goff and a little bit of uh, throw-ins along, uh, to, the Ram- uh, to, the Ram- uh, to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. Um, I think Stafford is as healthy as he's been since the Super Bowl. Um, he's looked good all year. I think he's a better quarterback now, and I think this is a better offense now because they are not so reliant on Cooper Cup. His injuries forced Matthew Stafford to, uh, to start developing relationships with other receivers like Puka Nakua and you know the other guys that they've got there that are making plays consistently as well as Cooper Cup coming back into the fold. So I think the Rams are a better offense now uh, than they, they were maybe the last couple years with Cooper Cup as kind of the primary guy. Um, the Lions, on the other hand, they're loaded. They're young. Uh, Jared Goff has been there. Uh, you know, he's played in the big games. He's won big playoff games before with the Rams. Uh, this is a team that believes they're a team of destiny, uh, the Lions, and, and uh, they're not afraid of anybody. Um, the game's at home, so I give them the edge. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Rams were to find a way to win that game and go on and cause more trouble as it goes along uh, throughout the next few weeks. Steve, of all the 12 teams that are playing a wildcard weekend, which one has the most to lose in your mind in terms of what it would mean for potential changes within the organization if they were to go one and done in the playoffs? Well, I think it's Philadelphia, for sure. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. That's a team that you look at right now uh, that was in control for 75, 80% of the season uh, in that number one spot or number one or number two with the 49ers. Uh, and then now to fall down to the fifth seed and to be going through what they've gone through the last five or six weeks um, is really, um, um, you know, hard to understand and hard to comprehend. Um, you know, the, the, the expectation level is very, very high for them. It's Super Bowl or bust. Uh, for this Philadelphia Eagles team. And, uh, you know, now I don't think a lot of people would be surprised if Tampa Bay were to step up and beat them. So if that were to happen, um, I, then I, I, if Tampa does win, I did just want to ask you as a follow-up, if that happens and Tampa wins, is this it for Nick Sirianni in your mind? Well, I, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, Lurie has made uh, quick decisions, snap decisions like that before. So I, I wouldn't put it past him. I, I would be very surprised, and I would be, uh, you know, in all honesty, I'd be very disappointed because I think Nick Sirianni uh, deserves, uh, you know, a better uh, than that if it were not to go well. I think I think it would be, my opinion would be, uh, okay, you know, we'll give you a pass on what happened at the end of this year, but th- this next year coming up, uh, the 2024 season, is, is the real deal, and you've got to produce you know, we're going to give you one little do-over, and that's for the 2023 season. Uh, show us what you can do in 2024. We're going to have to make a change. Of course, a team that's not in the playoffs, but really the biggest story of the day in sports, uh, Steve, 
Bill Belichick done now in New England. Just wanted to get your reaction to that. And also, just how do you weigh the first 20 years and all the Super Bowls and everything New England accomplished versus the last four just in terms of you know how we're, how we're talking about Bill Belichick today? Well, I don't think anybody's going to um, ever minimize what was accomplished in those uh, those golden years for the first 20 years. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, disrespectfully, um, you know, credit uh, Brady, um, you know, and, and because of what's happened since Brady left. Um, I don't think that's fair to what Bill Belichick did and all that. They were part of, of you know, finding and creating and, developing Tom Brady uh, into the great quarterback that he was and put together the, you know, the, the uh, supporting cast that changed uh, significantly over the course of Brady's career um, based on the strengths and weaknesses of uh, the, the talent around him. So I don't think you can ever minimize what Bill Belichick did. Uh, they have struggled since Brady left. Uh, no doubt about it, but that just shows how key uh, it is to have a, 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 a an established guy in the quarterback position. I think that the, you know you get a a veteran quarterback in there with any kind of a track record, and I think that uh, the Patriots are right in the hunt in terms of being a playoff team and and uh, being a, a typical Bill, Bill Belichick team that nobody wants to face in the playoffs, but. They haven't been able to figure out that quarterback position. You know, Mac Jones has been an uh, unbelievable disappointment, and uh, obviously Bailey Zappi is not the future. So, um, you know, until they get a quarterback there that you can take seriously, uh, the Patriots are, are going to struggle. But Bill Belichick, you know, obviously deserves to be in the conversation with the greatest NFL coaches of all time. And um, you, there's no way anybody that, that loves the Patriots or that knows football would ever minimize what he's accomplished over his career and um, he deserves to be celebrated for sure no doubt about it steve thank you so much for your time always great getting caught up with you and uh we'll do it again between now and the super bowl appreciate everything steve all right guys take care thanks joe you I'll got it you. all right that is steve verline he's a former all pro Super Bowl champ, uh, you hear him on a bunch of the games on the radio. He's on the NFL Monday uh, quarterback, and we get him right here on 101.7 The Team. All right, when we come back, we're going to uh, get right to the Dallas Cowboy update uh, presented by the Bourbon House because we started talking some NFL. Sam's got some interesting things related to the Cowboys in that report. We'll do that when we come back. I'm Joe O'Neill. That's Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.